Welcome to the Mandalorian Podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial podcast for the Outer Rim. My name is Matt, and joining me in the co-pilot seat is Pete. Hello, the Pete. What up, all my Mandos and Mandettes? Here today to talk about that first trailer. You knew the minute we talked about it, it was going to happen any day. It did. Talk about the Emmys and dispel some nonsense about your favorite bucket helmet wearing bounty hunter. First, though, Pete, in the last week, we got the official season two trailer. So let's dive on into it. First things first. You're not supposed to fly in space with your trunk open. That's a bad idea. Or is it a harbinger of doom? Or one engine, uh, you know, not working as well as the other. Eagle-eyed viewers have also noticed that uh, the snow planet that they wind up on, it's clearly the Razor Crest tipped on uh, not the landing gear side. So some trouble ahead for Mando's ride. Pete, can you definitively say right now, look, there's only so many ice planets in Star Wars. Clearly it's Starkiller Base, right? It's the Starkiller Base uh, prequel you didn't know you wanted. Well, there's some belief it may be the planet of Ilum, uh, and that is where kyber crystals come from. Specifically, there's a wonderful... A couple of Clone Wars episodes, some of my favorites, where uh, Yoda and Ahsoka take younglings, including a Wookiee, to uh, Ilum, and they link up with their kyber crystals. Um, It's never been definitively linked, but there is a school of thought that Starkiller Base was constructed using the geocrystal caverns of Ilum. so matt if i was a gif i'd be that little girl saying why not both <laughs> uh well why not both how about none of ahsoka in the trailer no soka as some <laughs> might say uh pete why no ahsoka in my one and only trailer unless of course there will be another trailer and one that i think and and two they're they're really holding back and i'm fine with that we know that the mandalorian has delivered i think of the glee of watching that second episode last year the first 11 minutes of which occurs without a solid line of dialogue and it remains just so eminently and evervescently watchable um to to get any images matt we were starved for them okay uh even the young lady that shows up in the hood people are like that's rosario dawson no it's not ahsoka has uh the hair Uh, orange and white skin the the orange white skin and the hair thingies and you know um what they showed us was just fine i mean the one thing a lot of people didn't pick up on is that the majority of dialogue in that trailer is from season one is from the very end of season one the discussion that he has uh with the armorer um but it's fine i mean you think what we did get uh and some of those images had actually shown up as 
screen grabs as landing pages on um, Disney Plus outside of North America, specifically some shots on the boat. It seems like they may be headed to uh, Mon Calamari. Uh, we've got the uh, the Quarren uh, squid creatures and what looks like the, the port setting there. I love that, you know, we're in our Star Wars universe, yet we're going to get on a boat and go someplace. It's uh, a rocket does, boat, Pete. It's very sci-fi. Does that portend that the Razor Crest is really roughed up and maybe that's a side quest for the season is is fixing his his car, his space car? I don't know. But all I know is that uh, we're a little over a month away from getting our Mandalorian, getting our uh, the child back uh, for some more, you know, the real MVP of the show and uh, hopefully of 2020. It really is remarkable how the trailer, yes, it's all new footage, but then just with that dialogue from the uh, from the last season, it, it doesn't give you a sense of the story of what you're seeing. Nobody's there saying, I need to get the three things to make the thing. I need to get my ship back in the sky. It's just kind of images which appear to be related, but there's no sense of time or place. Um, Pete, let's rewind, though, okay? I've heard rumors that Pedro Pascal was unhappy uh, with That he was unhappy, two. Matt. That he quit. I, I've heard that rumor, too. Um, but this also seems to be coming from the same corners that are unhappy with Pedro Pascal being a man of color who affirms equality of race, orientation, and gender identity. Pete, is there a correlation between the two? And the ones that strangely are cheering on another cast member who lampoons uh pronouns and also has a little bit of a different outlook in terms of the world and some of the backgrounds um yeah pedro pascal is the title character the mandalorian and unless they plan on just straight up calling this uh baby yoda chronicles as uh mary kirk and her pals up in Minnesota and thereabouts, call it, okay? It's going to remain The Mandalorian. Um, people can be replaced. The Mandalorian can't, won't be replaced, despite the fact that three people have played him under the armor. But when we come to the end of the day, Pedro Pascal the Mandalorian, you know, the one who showed up for season two scoring sessions, you know, this after he supposedly quit halfway through. Sla okay. Slash was fired. Slash was fired. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, this is nonsense. People trying to stir the pot and uh, it's just not the case. Well, no lack of success for the first season of The Mandalorian uh, with... The Emmys now concluded. Uh, the show has gotten wins in cinematography, in music, as we widely expected, production design, sound editing, sound mixing, visual effects, and stunts. Indeed, Pete, it had the most wins at the Creative Arts Emmys, uh, which was seven wins, and the second most for all of Emmy season, uh, second only to Schitt's Creek with its uh, nine total. That's two creative and seven prime time. So, I can see the name 
of that sitcom underneath when you talk, so we know that you're not being obscene. S C H Pete. It's it's very very clean. Um, but again, just this idea. Fine, it didn't win best drama. I I don't know. I don't know that it was ever going to win best drama. I think it really is a case of in that category, it's an honor to be nominated. But that was their win was being nominated. This show had a greater cultural reach than they had any right to expect in a star Wars movie year, Matt. (laughs) And then to think of all the technical stuff that they accomplished super well documented and, and deserving, but that the discussion of star Wars is now this TV show, not as an afterthought tells you how important this show and the forthcoming properties from Star Wars, which for the foreseeable future are going to be streaming. Yeah, I mean, just a stunning end point for the first season, even as we look ahead to the second season. You know, all these Emmys, I think, you know, sometimes it gets derided as, you know, well, they're, they're technical Emmys. I mean, for it to be renowned for its cinematography its music its design its effects its stunts i mean it it speaks to the strengths of the show and it and it also that's part of the reason why it was never going to win best drama because it's not about this deep reflection of what it means to be uh, you know uh in, in the world of secession where they're where they're you know exploring power and greed and family you know it's not that quite kind of show but it is a it is a supreme storytelling and technical achievement it is and narratively that they're able to do all this and you know tell this it's not a super complicated story but the the trappings of star wars make it super expensive to produce okay make it culturally important and they squared everything up with it okay and then the breakout character of this century in the baby yoda yeah i mean definitely a banner weekend for the show and great you know all the greater to propel it towards season two i mean to think in the last week we've gotten all these emmy wins and the first look at season two to really to really wet our beaks let alone here we are five weeks away from season two starting and hopefully that whole cultural roller coaster starting again i mean sign me up i'm ready for this adventure god knows we need it matt well pete looking ahead to season two of course that entire season will be made possible by the fact that we are listener supported over there on patreon.com slash fantastic geek Yes, everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content, all sorts of levels from there. Can't contribute just right now. Certainly understand, but you can help us out. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating. Takes a second. Leaves us a review. Takes a little while longer to show up, but all of them help us. Well, Pete, let's keep this conversation going. When will Ahsoka show up? How long until Grief, Karga, and Cara Dune arrive? How many episodes will they be in? Pete, how can people be in touch with you to share their hopes, their dreams, their calls? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 11,565. 
followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But we, Pete, there is more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. Pete, I am sure in the next, let's say, four weeks, we will do one more preview for Mandalorian Season 2. Might even do two of those, depending on if and when there is another uh, Series 2 trailer. For now, though, end of the line. So I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Wherever I go, he goes.